1: again for joining us here on AI Today podcast as we go through our glossary series, really focusing on some of the key terms and terminology that you need to understand if you're doing AI today. That's what AI Today is all about. Um, you know, at that fundamental understanding level so that you just intuitively know. There's obviously, you can you can keep diving deeper and there's plenty of education out there than places you can read and dive, dive deeper into these concepts, but it's important to at least have a fundamental understanding of what these things mean so that you can have a productive, uh, you know, working relationship either with you doing your own projects or working with others who are doing it. So that's why I think this glossary series has been so successful. We've heard from many of you about how much you've enjoyed it. Of course, we have many other podcasts. We've been doing AI today for five plus years and three hundred plus episodes. So you know, we've been doing AI uh, today for a while. And so you, you can definitely, if you're not already subscribed, you should subscribe. Listen. Not only to this glossary series, but in the future glossary series entries, but of course, many of the other podcasts we've had with notable practitioners in the AI space, our use case series, our failure series, so much else to really help you understand how to put AI into practice today for your organization.
0: Exactly. And as Ron mentioned, this is part of our AI glossary series. We've put together a very comprehensive AI glossary, which we'll link to in the show notes. But we wanted to also share it with our podcast listeners, because sometimes there's terms, terminology that just gets overly complicated, and it doesn't need to be. So we wanted to present these terms to our listeners so that you would have an understanding of what they are, maybe you've never heard of them before, or you just needed a you know less technical definition of some of these terms. So on some podcasts we present just one term, on other podcasts we'll present a small grouping of terms that are related and present nicely together. And that's what we're doing on today's podcast. So we'll be going over the terms ground truth data and synthetic data. So at a high level if you've never heard of ground truth data, it's training data that is collected from real sources of information On the ground. And it's real world data that represents real world users, customers, products, images, or any other fact that originates from sampling, imaging, or sourcing data from the real world. And ground truth data often needs additional metadata or data labeling to be added for use for machine learning model training. Now, with ground truth data, maybe you've heard that term, especially if you've listened to some of our other podcasts. We have many... um, you know, podcasts related to data labeling, which I have a link to in the show notes and encourage you to listen to. We also have reports that talk about ground truth data, our data labeling reports, um, as well as many other areas related to data labeling. But basically for ground truth data, you just need to know it's training data that's collected from real world sources of information on the ground.
1: Yeah. So obviously, if you're trying to build a model that you want to use to predict future data based on what you've trained it to, you ideally want to train it on the real data because if you're going to do inferencing on the real world, it's kind of nice to have training data in the real world. But sometimes that's not always possible, and so an alternative or an enhancement approach to this real-world ground truth data is this idea of synthetic data. So synthetic data is training data that is artificially generated by, the, by a machine in place of real-world data, but it, obviously you want to get it as close as possible to the real world because you, at the end of the day, you want to build this model that's going to perform some action like recognition or classification or clustering or some other activity in the real world, right? Right. We don't want it to perform those tests on other fake data because that's not very useful. So, um, we use synthetic data when real-world data is either hard to get because it's difficult. Maybe we're getting some from an environment where it's very difficult to collect it, or it's expensive to get it. Or if we have to have some caution, maybe it's private data, it's uh, protected in some way, it contains personally identifiable data. So, that's what we do. Now we have a couple of strategies for generating synthetic data and actually we go into this in much greater detail. We have another podcast on synthetic data that where we did some of our research on the synthetic data markets. We talk about these approaches. So we go into much more detail. But a high level, you could think of we really have Two different kinds of data. We have sort of structured data. So we talk about this in another podcast, the different kinds of data, which is well-defined schema and you know usually quantifiable numbers that like you know, think of spreadsheets and databases and things like that. And then we have unstructured data. That's data like images, video documents that don't have a well-defined schema. And we can define, we could do synthetic data for both of these data types. For numeric or structured data, we could take our existing data that we know is good and we can create a model of that data and then generate new data based on that model, right? Or we can take, uh, you know, if we have image data, we could try to create some either rendering of it with a 3D or 2D, or we can try to use what's called a a GAN, you know, one of these uh, sophisticated neural net approaches to generate other images that are like it, right? Um, and or we can do some combination of all these things. There's lots of strategies. There's lots of companies in that space doing different kinds of synthetic data. It's a very popular area because of the need for data for AI systems. Many applications, whether it's in autonomous systems or so-called digital twins, so I'm trying to create a digital version of maybe a real-life system. We, we have medical image data. We have a lot of private information. So can we generate sort of very... Life-like medical image data without having to use real data, fraud detection when I need to generate synthetic information to create scenarios of fraud that I want to make sure my fraud detection systems work against without having real-world fraud, right? <laughs> this is synthetic, not real world, right? Or you know, many other applications, especially in auto- automated retail, um, uh, you know, a- other aspects of, of that space. Keep in mind, we did have a podcast on autonomous retail, and we talked in that podcast how the term autonomous is actually misused there. So you should listen to our podcast on the word on autonomous and autonomous systems, um, which is why a little casual mention why I said automated retail instead of autonomous retail. But just some examples of the different kinds of data that we can use to train our neural network systems or other machine learning uh, approaches.
0: Exactly. And so at a high level, we wanted to present ground truth data and synthetic data so that if this comes up in conversation, you know what people are talking about. But of course, understanding these terms at a high level and knowing how to put them into practice are two different things. If you've listened to our podcast now, you know that we are big advocates of doing AI right. And we're also big advocates of following best practices and methodologies, including CPMAI methodology, which is the cognitive project management for AI methodology. For our AI Today listeners, we've put together a free intro to CPMAI course so that you can learn what it's all about. If you're interested, go to AI Today dot live slash CPMAI so you can register to take the free course. And if you'd actually like to get certified as well, become CPMAI certified, then we encourage you to go to com slash CPMAI. And that will, once you've completed all of your, uh, you know, the exercises for that, then you become CPMAI certified. We have thousands now certified across the globe. So we would love to add you to that growing list of CPMAI certified individuals. Uh, I will link to both of them in the show notes so that you can just click on the link and it'll take you right to both of them. And we've, uh, you know, many of our listeners have already taken the free intro course and many have signed up as well for the CPMAI certification. So uh, we're really excited about that. We continue to grow the community and really do appreciate all your support. So with that, thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you at the next episode. And that's a wrap for today. To download this episode, find additional episodes and transcripts